This is episode number 13 of the Runaway Together podcast. I'm your host, Katie Doherty, and I'm an elopement and intimate wedding photographer based in Los Angeles. I created this podcast as a resource for couples who are considering an elopement. If you'd like more information and some inspiration about eloping, you can visit runawaytogether.co. I've started creating a corresponding blog post so you can easily find all the links that we've mentioned. And again, you can go to runawaytogether.co slash resources to find those posts. I'd also like to extend a special offer if you decide to elope and you end up hiring me as your photographer. I'd like to offer an extra hour of free coverage. So if you book any of my packages, I will just add an extra free hour onto that package if you mention this podcast. You can find all of my contact information on my website or hop over to Instagram at runawaytogether.co. I live in LA, but I'm happy to travel to any location. Right now, obviously with COVID-19, we're sort of limited on where we can go, but under normal circumstances, I'll literally go anywhere. On today's podcast, I chat with Valentina Ring, and her business name is The Stars Inside. She runs a bespoke wedding planning service in the UK, though she also travels for destination weddings. We talk about some of the main advantages and disadvantages of hiring a wedding planner, variables that affect how much a planner may cost, and what hiring a planner for your elopement could look like. Okay, thanks for being here. Enjoy our conversation. So in this chat, we're going to do our best to help you decide if a planner is right for you. So instead of saying things like, you need to hire a planner, we're going to lay out some of the advantages and disadvantages of hiring a wedding planner. And I have with me today, Valentina, who is currently in London, and she is going to help us out trying to decide if a planner is a good decision for you and your wedding or a elopement. So before we get into that, um, Valentina, I'd love if you could just introduce yourself and your business and the market that you serve. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Casey. It's wonderful to be here. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Uh, um, So yes, so my name is Valentina and my business is called The Stars Inside. And I am a wedding planner, but I guess there's a lot of words that get used. I also use wedding stylist and I also use wedding designer because I quite like the way it sort of encompasses all of the planning and the visual side. So it's, it's a word I quite like. Um, but I work with couples all over the world. I am based in the UK, but honestly, I connect with couples um, that live abroad and that want to come to the UK or vice versa who live in the UK and want to get married abroad. Travel tends to be a big part of the way that I connect with couples. So destination weddings are definitely a big part of, of what I do. And because of my kind of, I do have a focus on very intimate and and heartfelt celebrations. So as a result of that, I've tended to resonate with couples who are having slightly smaller weddings on average. So, you know, falling into the small, intimate, micro-wedding category. And lately I've been doing more elopements, which I absolutely love. And I'm definitely finding a niche that I am really excited about in working with couples who, who are looking to elope. 
Yeah, I love that you specialize in the smaller kind of intimate celebrations. And just from looking at your website and your Instagram, I can see that you've curated like a really nice set of clients and photos and all your pictures have like a very elegant or yeah, I think your events, I should say, your celebrations have like a very intimate but um, elegant feel, I think is how I would describe it. Um, (laughs) Do you have a recent wedding, like intimate celebration or elopement that you really loved? Oh, yes, I would love to chat about that. So, I mean, obviously, at the moment, weddings are paused while the world goes through what it's going through. But just before we, um, you know, we started social distancing and the lockdown, um, I did a couple of weddings this year. And the very first one I did this year was back in February. It was an elopement in Scotland, which I loved. It was a wonderful couple who traveled over from the States to get married in Scotland. And we did a, um, just a full day of just <laughs> all the stuff they were most excited about, which was eating nice food, having a really private, intimate ceremony, having a lovely dinner in the evening. We went for a photo hike during the day. And we also built in some time for just chilling, you know, and just relaxing, which was really nice. So we were at the Five Farms in Braemar in, in the Cairngorms National Park in Scotland. And honestly, it was absolutely unforgettable experience to be a part of that. I think working with this this wonderful couple really taught me a lot about where I stand in terms of my my people and my style, my signature. I think when people say the word elopements, often they think of these very adventurous boho you know you know not wearing any shoes or running around a field you know or or, you know a beautiful breathtaking location or whatever it is and I think where where I in that really sweet magical spot for me is couples who do love the wildness and the adventure you know of a beautiful natural location but who also want to treat themselves to something that is quite luxurious for them and obviously that has a different meaning for different couples but this kind of meaningful intentional luxury of like treating themselves to things that they love and still making moment you know the wedding you know the elopement day a momentous occasion so whether that's you know having a little team of suppliers that you curate um having a private dinner that's been you know, styled in a particular way. So there's kind of, there's a lot of intention. There's a lot of purpose. There's quite a a clear vision of sort of taking all their favorite things about weddings and then, you know, putting them together in this sort of miniature elopement package that, you know, so that the day is exactly how they want it. There's none of the wedding stuff that they don't want to do, but they're still indulging in the wedding stuff that they do love. So, for example, for this couple, we still had a wedding cake, but it was just small, but it, but it was beautiful. And um, we still had, you know, we styled a wedding tablescape. We still had stationery, even though, you know, you might think for an elopement, you kind of don't need it. But these guys were really excited about keeping these pieces of stationery as heirlooms, you know, and treasuring them. And obviously investing in fantastic photography and treating themselves to things during the day that made it feel like this is an elopement day. I love that. Was it truly just the couple or did they bring anyone along with them? 
It was just a couple, yeah. So um, that's lovely. They actually did yeah. the, um, oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, they did the legal part in back in the states, so they didn't need witnesses or anything on this end, which meant they were able to do it just the two of them. We did have a celebrant who joined us and did a hand fasting ceremony with some of the traditions associated with sort of Scottish heritage as well, and it it was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> I love this. And I think I think that some people might think that it's just an elopement or it's just the two of us, you know, maybe getting a planner or doing some of these other details or is overkill. But I think what you just said is, you know, it can be as special as you want it to be and there is something to be said about having some keepsakes and and obviously the adding to the photos and just the overall experience I don't think that it matters really how many people are there if those things are important to you so I might have to rewind just a little bit and just kind of go back to maybe an obvious question Um, but what does a planner do exactly of course yeah so okay so the way I try to describe it to couples that I'm first getting to know during like a first consultation is that I basically slot myself in where they need me. So I can do everything from fully planning and designing the entire wedding from A to Z, from the moment you're engaged to the day you get married, every supplier, every detail, everything about it. So I can do all of that, you know, and then there's this range of Um, support I can offer that basically picks from that what they need so let's say if they were a couple who was very admin focused very practical very budget-minded spreadsheet-minded maybe they feel like they've got full control over the admin they're not worried about that but they are a little bit stressed or worried about how the day is going to look and feel and how it's all going to run and how it's going to flow. And then in that case, I might partner with them with a focus on the sort of styling side and the coordination side and leave them to do more of the logistical bit. And vice versa, if they were really into the creative side and aesthetic side, maybe the bride's a designer or something, maybe she's doing a lot of the aesthetics herself, or maybe she already has connections in the creative space, so she doesn't need a lot of help on that front, but they're feeling a bit overwhelmed about the the amount of emails, the amount of liaising, the amount of internet research and, you know, handling, figuring out value for money for everything, you know, all of the more practical bits. Then I would basically just insert myself there and partner with them more from a logistical perspective. I mean, honestly, it's being a planner for me is a very, I treat it as a very comprehensive, all-inclusive kind of wholehearted thing. I, I come in and I try and create a situation where the couple can do more of what they love and less of what they don't love. So it, it's really about the peace of mind of actually enjoying wedding planning you know and that means very different things to different couples so I'm going to be a different type of planner for every couple yeah that's nice that's that sounds like you're able to customize kind of what the individual people need instead of just offering the same thing to everyone so in in that case, are you always involved like a month before the wedding or you know, do you ever just do like day of coordination or is it more of a process than just the day of? Yeah, well, I offer 
every level of support. So I don't really like to use the word package because I always feel it's a little bit restrictive to the kind of bespoke experience that I hope to give. So my website actually only kind of vaguely describes three different things, which is full planning and then elopement planning and then a third one, which is styling and coordination, because that tends to be a very useful way of describing when I step in partway through the journey. A lot of the key suppliers have already been booked. A lot of the practical details are in place, but the couple is feeling a little bit like they've not put enough thought into how the day is going to feel and how it's going to look and how it's going to run. And so that's sort of what I call styling and coordination. But the length of time of that support is completely up to the couple. They, If they want me for just a few months, you know, the few months remaining, or if they just want someone for the last couple of weeks so I can sort of pick up the reins and give them peace of mind of just enjoying the last few weeks or even just a day. I'm, I'm very happy to come in on the day and just sort of follow the instructions of a bride and groom who feel like they were fully in control of the planning, but they really don't want to be worrying about it on the day itself. Having said that, I mean, my favorite way of partnering with couples is you know, full planning from the moment they're engaged to the moment they get married. And that's just because it allows me to really get to know them really well. And it allows us to make all the fun decisions together. And it also allows me to guide them in the decisions that are trickier for them. So I really like being there from the beginning, seeing it, you know, bringing it to life from the very seed of their idea all the way to the realization on the day. That's the most special and most rewarding way that I partner with couples. But I do try and tailor my support to to what couples need. And, you know, sometimes the length of time left isn't even the most relevant criteria for the amount of work left, because sometimes couples will go full steam ahead immediately, do loads of booking immediately and have lots of suppliers sorted straight away. And then they might take a big pause. You know, maybe they've got stuff going on with work or personally, and then they might pick up wedding planning closer to the day. Or some couples prefer to just leave it a little bit later because they're not sure what they want. And they just want to see how they're feeling a bit closer to the wedding. So everyone obviously tackles that timeline differently. And so sometimes, you know, I can plan a full wedding in three months if I need to, you know, if that's what the couple needs and wants. But I can also do it in two years. And if and depending on how much is done how much has already been done and how much time is left. I will help them kind of create a natural order for what's left to do. And that's, you know, helping them source each of the suppliers remaining, helping them design a look, you know, creating a lookbook for them, a design concept, all the way to being there on the day and making sure every fork and every knife is at 90 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it sounds like, there's a lot of flexibility and not necessarily a right or wrong way or a timeline you have to adhere to. It's it's kind of just um, whatever you need. And I think that any good wedding planner is going to be pretty flexible and just help you however they can and whatever you need done. Um, I'd love to kind of talk about our main kind of heart of the episode is going to be advantages and disadvantages and just trying to figure out if a wedding planner is right for you basically. So let's start out with, let's do the advantages first. I think that's a nice place to start. Yeah, of course. Okay. So 
I will, I will always be very, very open and honest with my couples. And I always say to them, when we first meet, I'll say, you know, ask me all the questions that come to mind. Let's find out if we click. Let's find out if we get on. Let's find out what your vision is. Let's find out what you're looking for. And then I present a, a sort of proposal that explains how I will fit into the workflow and how fit into their lives and into their wedding planning. I think in terms of advantages, it does mean having a partner who is just as invested as you are, if not more, into your wedding at all times. So my couples can email me, call me, video call me, WhatsApp me, anything, at any time of day, on any topic. I'm there for them if they have a random thought about their dress, if they have a thought about their suppliers, if they want to just send me a picture and say, I love the stationery, literally anything that comes to mind. So it's kind of having this like really dedicated BFF who just can't get enough of talking about your wedding with you. So it kind of depends if you're a couple who feels like you would like to partner with someone that way. Um, it does. It's not right for everyone. It, it means having this kind of third person who's involved in everything. And if you don't like sharing that control or sharing that responsibility, if you feel like maybe you want to be in control of every single thing and you don't see any advantage to having someone support you with that, probably a planner may not, not be right for you. But on the other side of that, the relationship is created. I take my cue from them. I'm not, I'm never going to be like overbearing or, you know, making them do anything they want or, or messaging them every day. If I'm not getting responses, like I take my cue from how involved they are, how much time they have, the style of communication they have and everything. So advantage wise, it's having someone there to sanity check, you know, to brainstorm, just to bounce ideas off of anytime. And that's something that I love giving my couples that level of support, but it's not right for everyone. Some people might not like the idea of, of having that. Other advantages include if you are the kind of couple who loves spending hours and hours and hours on the internet comparing things, then that's something that a planner wouldn't necessarily, you might not find useful for a planner to do for you but that is something that we do so when it comes to finding the right suppliers for each couple it's a kind of matchmaking process whereby I start from all the people that I know and trust and then I widen my search to people who I feel fit their brief and fit their style fit their budget fit their location um, I have a lot of criteria that I put in place to shortlist and kind of narrow down the whole internet down to like five to ten suppliers that I adore that they can pick from for their flowers, for example. And the way I go through that process is really vetting them very carefully. I talk to colleagues who might have worked with them before. I get, you know, personal testimonials from people who've had experience with those suppliers. And I put together this pack that basically summarizes lots of great information about each of the suppliers that I'm recommending. So if you like the idea of someone doing a lot of the hard work in terms of research for you and maybe just giving you this kind of slightly narrowed down short list, then a planner can be very, very helpful because it saves you a lot of time and it gives you that peace of mind of knowing that you're working with trusted suppliers, you're working with people who, you know, you can really believe in to, you know, to bring to life your vision. 
I'm wondering, maybe this is coming up um, in your list of advantages, but I'm wondering if that's particularly helpful for couples who are coming in from out of the country and maybe just have are starting from zero in terms of contacts because they're not from the area. Yeah, for sure. I mean, working with a planner who is local to the country you want to get married in is an, a kind of extra little bonus because they are always going to have a framework of contacts that they can either, you know, dip into directly or rely on for additional recommendations and things like that. So a hundred percent that that is a massive advantage. And I spend a lot of, I very happily invest a lot of time in creating and nurturing relationships with suppliers. And that's something that I love being able to then pass on to my couples and, and just know that like, I don't need to micromanage these suppliers because I trust them to do their job, you know, absolutely well. And to bring to life the brief as we imagined it. And also to give my couple a really great like customer service experience as well, because I believe in the way they work. Obviously, I, I do work on destination weddings and I will very often work in places that I've never worked before. So from that point of view, you might think the planner is at a similar disadvantage. But honestly, the experience of finding suppliers the, the red flags that we know to look out for, the people that we know to contact, just the, the process of getting in touch with suppliers, getting quotes, extracting information from them and knowing what to ask. I mean, all of that is stuff that is intrinsic to the way we work and that we will replicate whether it's a local supplier or whether it's someone in a country we've never been. So that, you know, that level of that ability to find the best suppliers for you is something that we perfect and hone. Every single wedding we do is more experience in, in finding the right teams for people. So hopefully that's something that will always be an advantage that couples feel when working with a planner for sure. And then from a financial perspective, obviously paying for a planner will be a portion of the couple's budget. And that's a decision that they need to make if they're happy to invest that. But then from the point of view of all the other money you're spending, doing so with the guidance of a planner means that you will more likely pay for things that you actually want. <laughs> and by that, I mean that I, I spend a lot of time really getting to know couples' priorities and their values and what they want out of the day. And that allows me to help them break down their budget in a smart way that allocates money to the things that matter to them. And I can also say with the experience I have, you know what, guys, if this isn't that important to you, let's put the money over here because this is going to have more impact on, you know, this particular element of your day. So just kind of knowing the smarter ways of moving the money around so that it has the most impact in the way that matters most to the couple is something again, is a skill that we develop over time with experience and another way in which hopefully we can add lots of really great value to couples. Also, sometimes people think, oh, like, are we paying more because of commissions and things like that? It's, it's a very, it's a tricky thing. It, it's a conversation that needs to be, needs to be had very openly with your planner. Some planners do take commission just because that's how they operate. And what that means is they will recommend vendors. And if the couple chooses that vendor, there's a commission passed to the planner for kind of as like a finder's fee, as it were. But many planners don't. And the ones that don't will often be 
offered a discount from suppliers to work with that planner. So I know a lot of suppliers whom over time I've built a relationship with and have said to me, you know what, Val, if you ever have a couple looking for this particular service, I would love to give you 10% commission. And because I don't take commission, that 10% goes straight to the couple as a discount. So in a way, by leveraging these relationships of trust and experience that we have, we are able to get couples some really great value for money when it comes to the services they're buying for they're buying or hiring for their for their wedding. But even beyond that, taking a step further, even if the money spent was exactly the same, I think one of the biggest advantages of working with a planner is education, because I think sometimes this most stressful part of outputting money for your wedding is not really understanding why it's so expensive. <laughs> and and I think what we can do as planners is every step of the way explain to couples, okay, this is how florists price their services. The price of their services includes the price of the flowers. It includes the training the florist has had all year. It includes the premises of, of being able to hold your flowers for however long. It includes the time that goes into conditioning them. It includes getting up at 5 a.m. and staying up until 2 a.m. the next day, you know, and just really breaking it down so that when it comes to investing in those elements that will be part of your wedding, you understand it and you're happy to pay for it because you know what you're getting for it, you know? So it's kind of the process of maybe we can save you money. We will always try to. We will always try to help you spend money in intelligent ways. But even when it's, it's, it's not... It's not that, you know, you work with a planner to get discounts. That's not what I'm saying. But sometimes discounts arise just as a result of the relationships built. But beyond that, I'd like to think that the money spent is spent in a more mindful and considerate way because couples have the opportunity to learn about what it is that they're investing in. That's interesting. I've actually never thought of it like that, but it makes a lot of sense to do kind of a thorough breakdown and just you know, understanding that all these vendors are most likely small businesses and everyone's trying to price themselves fairly to also still stay in business. But I love that you are breaking it down and trying to educate a little bit. So are there any other advantages or I'm curious to, I mean, everything sounds great. I'm already convinced that it's the way to go, but is there anything that's a disadvantage? There is something that I think is worth saying, which is even the most laid back elopement, even the most relaxed wedding, when there's a planner involved, inevitably the, the planner is there to make sure the day goes flawlessly and seamlessly for you, to create that sense of complete laid backness and relaxation. Actually, a lot of work goes on behind the scenes to make sure that everything is flowing. And there's no problems. There's no hitches. You know, it's just all flowing beautifully. A lot of that work goes on behind the scenes. And a planner, to do that, a planner does need to create a little bit of a framework. By that, I mean, even when planning the tiniest, most laid back elopement, I use a project management platform and I keep contact details for everybody and I will have a timeline for the day, even if it's just a guide, even if it says, you know, aim to start the ceremony at one. Like even if the couple is literally just the two of them and they say, we don't care what time it starts, I'm still there to make sure that the day can feel as relaxed as they want it to be. 
So that means, you know, telling the florist what time she needs to be there and telling the caterer what time the food needs to be warm and all that, you know, and I will always aim to be that little kind of ninja behind the scenes making these things happen without making them feel any of that. But inevitably, it does require a fairly sort of logical process. And that doesn't work for all couples, I suppose. A wedding that's run by a wedding planner has more background framework to it than one that isn't. To me, that's a great thing <laughs> because I'm a planner <laughs> and I and I love that lots of things have been thought about ahead of time. Everything's been put into place. Everyone knows who everyone else is. I do a lot of liaising. I over-communicate over email. I love making sure everyone knows who I am. Everyone knows everyone's contact details. Everyone knows emergency plans, contingency plans. You know, I, I, I put all of this in place so that if ever it were needed, it can happen seamlessly without causing any stress to the bride and groom. But in a way, it might feel less spontaneous than if a couple was thinking, oh, we just want to have a, you know, really chilled shindig with, with 15 people. And they may not like the process of having someone guide them in this kind of methodical way. So that's a disadvantage I can see. And I think that depends a lot on the personality of the couple, especially if you're having an elopement, you might think like, why do we need one? And it kind of goes back to those advantages of like making the wedding planning journey more fun, more educated, smoother, and just generally something that you can actually enjoy, giving you back the time to do the wedding planning you want to do and taking away from you the stuff that is stressful. But in order to do that, all of it is sort of works within a, a process, you know, and that's just not necessarily the way all couples think or, or want to think. Does that make sense? That's a little bit vague. Yeah. No, that does make sense for sure. Anything else? Something that maybe couples might be worried about, um, something that I've come across a little bit working with destination weddings, is that the role of the wedding planner isn't always fully understood by everyone <laughs> and sometimes there might be venues who have their own coordinators who don't have a great opinion of wedding planners and it can create friction when the venue already has someone on site who feels like the planner is just coming in to take over their job obviously that's absolutely not true and and I love working with venues that have their own coordinators because we complement each other they know their venue inside out back to front I know the, the rest of the, the couple's wedding back to front inside out and together you know we make sure the day is absolutely seamless and awesome and beautiful so I love working with coordinators and I suspect what's happened in the past is maybe coordinators have had negative experiences with planners and and that's led to a bit of a preconception that the planner is just there to make their job harder which is hopefully never true but um, I have encountered it where sometimes couples have to deal with a little bit of friction from venues when they already have a planner. So that is, I guess, a possible disadvantage, but it's really just down to education and communication and just making sure everyone knows that we're all on the same side. We're all here to make the day amazing. And it's something that can be very easily overcome by just communicating honestly. And then I would imagine another potential disadvantage, if you want to call it a disadvantage, but maybe just a factor that would affect couples' decisions 
I guess my question is, what variables affect the pricing and the budget of hiring a planner? And, you know, I might, I'm sure people want to know, you know, just how much do you charge or how much can I expect to pay for a planner? But I think that since it varies so much depending on so many things, um, where you live or, you know, just the experience of the person that you're hiring and a numerous other factors that I'd love to hear about from your perspective. Pricing wise. Okay. So, you know, working with a planner is definitely an investment. It's not cheap and it kind of shouldn't be because if a planner is adding as much value as she should be, a lot goes into that. And hopefully what happens during the first consultation is we can explain to you exactly what you're getting for that money that you're investing. Um, and if it aligns with your needs, then that money is worth spending. In terms of the variables, the way planners tend to charge for full planning, you know, from the beginning to the end, planning everything, is they will either charge a fixed fee, which they've decided ahead of time, or they'll charge as a percentage of your total budget. And the reason planners do that is that with higher budgets typically come higher complexities of the wedding. They tend to be larger teams, more demanding event logistics. Uh, they might be more days on site. Um, there's just a lot of reasons why higher budget weddings tend to involve more commitment, more effort, um, which, again, planners are happy to give, but that the reason they tend to um, have this sort of proportionate percentage situation is is that. And when they charge as a percentage, they also tend to have a minimum fee. And the reason for that is if your budget were to be um, on the lower side, it just protects them from doing, you know, from being paid like two pounds an hour, you know. <laughs> so there's a minimum fee, which basically says like, I know I'm going to put at least this amount of work into your wedding. And by having a minimum fee, I'm kind of setting how much money I'm making on an hourly or yearly basis or however you you know, you decide to price it. Um, so when you go to a planner's website, that's what you'll see. Me personally, I have a minimum fee for large weddings with full plan of large weddings. And I will work to a budget if there are a lot of variables that are still uncertain when the couple first comes to me. If they can give me enough information about their wedding, I, I try to do it as a fixed fee because I feel that it helps them understand where I'll fit into the budget. And it also gives them the peace of mind that, you know, if they decide to spend a bit more on something, it's not going to reflect on my fee. I feel like there's a little bit of a conflict of interest sometimes. If I said, oh, my gosh, I love this photographer. He's a little bit above your budget, but I think you'll love him too. have a look at his website. And then they decide to book him. They might think, oh, well, we've spent more and now we have to pay Val more. That's why she recommended him. You know what I mean? It's a bit of a roundabout thing. But if I can if I can calculate it well enough with all the information given to me, I try to give fixed fees. And for elopements specifically, I always do fixed fees because there's fewer variables. I tend to know sort of what the workload is and what the workflow is and stuff. And then I will price bespokely to, for more specific things like partial planning on the day, month of, all of these things depends. The main variables are how much is left to do versus how much has already been done how large the wedding is, number of guests and number of suppliers, and definitely the location. Is it a location that I know well and I'm comfortable with and don't need to put in lots of extra time getting to know? That's definitely a factor. Um, you'll also see experience factoring in to how much a planner charges. More experienced planners with a lot more weddings under their belt and with 
have, that have invested in their business growth and training, development, contacts, all of that, they will be charging more as a result of that. Whereas newer planners, obviously, they have receiving images and testimonials and experience so valuable to them that they often are willing to start off by charging a little bit less to balance that out. Yeah, and I think that that's sort of the main the main factors for sure. I, I do price everything bespokely, so it would be hard to give a range to your listeners. But, you know, in the UK, a typical minimum fee for a planner who's fully planning A to Z, you know, everything for a large wedding, the minimum fee is, tends to be from about £4,000 upwards. But to give you a little bit of context for that, a planner can put in anywhere from 200 hours to 600 hours planning a wedding. And that's a huge range because weddings vary so much. But if you think, you know, £4,000 divided by 400 hours, you know, it, it's not actually that much. So it's more it's more about giving people a sense of like how much work you do behind the scenes and how much value you add to try and explain why that's the kind of an, the sort of ballpark investment that goes in. Um, obviously, more more experienced planners might be charging 10,000, 15,000 and so on. It's, it's, there is a huge range. Is it fair to th- say that couples will most likely need to get on the phone with a planner and do some kind of intake you know, questionnaire so that the planner even has an idea of things like what you said, like how much has been done and how many people are going to be there and things like that? Or how do people figure out what the budget is going to be for the planner? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's a very good question. So the way I tend to work is if I receive an inquiry that's full of information and lots of details, I tend to be able to give couples a ballpark, even from the very first email. And the, the reason I try to do that is just because I, I don't want to waste their time. I want them to continue the conversation with me if if I do align with the budget that they've set aside for a planner. More, more often than not, I will say, I will recommend getting on a video call or a phone call or meeting up for a coffee, <laughs> COVID permitting, um, and just getting to know each other so that I have a much better sense of what it is that their vision is. I do try and give ballparks because my website, for example, says, you know, full plan, minimum fee from 5,000 upwards, elopements, you know, from 1,000 upwards. That's, a, you know, that's a very big difference of an elopement to a to a big wedding I always want couples to know that I will take everything they tell me into consideration when when pricing and that they shouldn't you know if they're eloping they shouldn't be worried that the full planning package applies to them in the same way as it does for a 200 person wedding um so I always try and explain to them the differences between you know the different types of weddings and and the different types of pricing. Um, But yeah, usually a consultation. Um, I have a kind of informal questionnaire that I can send if I feel like um, there's more information that I need after the conversation. But usually it's just a conversation where we get to know each other, see if we click, you know, have some fun talking about their wedding, find out more details, and then I'll send them a sort of more official quote, which, as I say, for elopements could be anywhere from, you know, if it was two people coming to London, having just an afternoon ceremony and only needed a handful of things from me in a city I know, like the back of my hand. And there wasn't really a lot that I necessarily needed to commit to when it comes to planning their day. That could be, you know, 700 pounds. So, you know, like it's a very, very bespoke pricing system 
which depends entirely on the level of support they need. I never want to charge them for more than they need. So I'm very careful to try and figure out how I can help and what their wedding is going to look like. Okay, thank you. That helps a lot. I've learned so much in this little chat, actually. Is there anything else before we wrap up that you'd like to add or share? Oh, thank you. Well, I would like, I would love to say, like, from an elopement perspective, it's something that I'm learning very much myself. Um, every elopement I do teaches me very, very much. And I think that the role of the planner for elopements is so much more than the sum of the parts of the actual tasks that we do, because there aren't guests there to to fill your day with memories and so, for example, this, this amazing Scotland elopement we did, you know, the people on site that were there all day, myself and the photographer and the florist and stuff, we spent loads of time with the couple. Like, it, we we were a completely integral part of their day because we were always around them, joking around with them, making them feel good, you know, relieving their nerves if they were nervous or making them laugh. Or, And then at the end of the day, you know, long day we were all tired we all sat down and had cake together you know the two of them and and us like the supplier team and I think because I'm specializing more in elopements I've come to a place where I treat my role as so much more than just you know a logistics person or a stylist you know I'm there I'm so invested in their day. I'm so in it with them. You know, I, I ride that roller coaster of emotions with them. I cry when I'm listening to the vows and I'm, I'm absolutely in it. And I think many planners have that outlook anyway, but I think as a result of doing more elopements, I've definitely come to realize just how holistic, what holistic approach I need to have to my work. And how much I enjoy it. So I guess from from an elopement perspective, I would definitely say don't think of a planner as like, oh, she's just someone who helps us with spreadsheets. Like when it, especially when it comes to elopements, it's a very tight knit, very intimate relationship. And if that sounds like something you would enjoy, you know, sharing in that joy with someone, then working with a planner is, is definitely something you should consider. Good point. Absolutely. Well, I've... I've already decided. I decided during this conversation that I'm going to hire you when I get married <laughs> and come to I like a Europe elopement or small kind of thing would be my dream. First, I have to find a boyfriend. That's step one. And then maybe in a few years, <laughs> I'll find you. I'll be waiting, Katie. <laughs> how, um, how can people find you online? Yeah. Okay. So the place I hang out my social media wise is definitely Instagram. So you can find me through my handle at the stars inside. Um, I'm there a lot, so you'll see me. <laughs> but um, if you wanted a more sort of official overview of who I am and what I do and how I can help, then my website is definitely the best place. So www.thestarsinside.com. And I also have a blog. I'm starting a podcasting. So yeah, definitely come by my website see what I'm up to and definitely get in touch. Valentina at the stars inside.com um, is where you can email me directly. Awesome. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much. I think this was really helpful. So I'm sure a lot of people will find value listening and tuning in. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Katie. Loved this conversation with Valentina so much. 
What I love about her is I can just tell how passionate she is about what she does. And if you visit her website, thestarsinside.com, you'll just see how much she totally loves doing this. And obviously, I'm a fan of the fact that she specializes in elopements and really intimate celebrations. I think that she has a wonderful eye for detail. Yeah, and she just cares. And that's a great quality to have in someone who's going to be such an integral part of your wedding day if this is the route that you decide to choose. And yeah, just some closing thoughts. I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong answer in terms of if you need a wedding planner for your elopement. I hope that just hearing us chat about some of the advantages and disadvantages will help you decide if it's right for you. You can find a transcript of this episode as well as links to everything that we talked about at runawaytogether.co slash resources. And I encourage you to find me on Instagram, say hello, and I would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. See you next time.